welcome to another episode of Grumpy Old Gaming and Their Dogs. It is day 145 here in the Zen Room as we enter episode 38. My name is Patrick Finn, and I am here with the jubilant Tommy Gibbons. Hi, bitches. How are you, Tommy? I'm not jubilant. Not jubilant? It's a, no, it's horrible. It's a horrible day. Oh, I'm sorry to hear. Well, yes, overall, it's been a it's bad day. It's a horrible day. day. Yes. It's a very bad day. It's yes. A, it's a horrible, very bad day. It sounds like a song. <laughs> it's a horrible, bad day. Anyway, yeah, it's just, it's, it's I know you're going to cover it. I know the whole thing, but it, this is how it has affected me. It has brought me down. Okay. It has it has upset me. Okay. So yes, I'm troubled. I understand that. Okay, everybody does. Yes. So let's move on then. Well, we're going to. Well, I was going to talk about. You know, did you do anything exciting this weekend besides work? Uh, did did I? Do, no, I did not. You do did not. Exciting. I had uh, probably a one or two lovely walks with the dog. Oh, that's good. Yeah. No, I didn't really do anything exciting. I'm sorry to hear that. I had a very good busy weekend. Uh, you're always so sorry that I didn't have an exciting weekend. Yes. So Fifty two weeks out of every. Every weekend yeah. should be always have to be, go it's out free time, you know. You should have a enjoyable weekend. Marty grab my do. ass off. My weekend <laughs> is Wednesday and Thursday. Ah, I spend Wednesday night here with you. Yeah, aren't you lucky? So yes. So <laughs> I don't weekend, and I certainly don't weekend the way you obviously do. Because to be so upset that somebody had a boring weekend is like. Well, I just figured they, they should make use of the weekend. It's their free time. They should do what they be want to be doing on a weekend on your free time. I try to make money on the weekend. Nothing wrong with that. So there you go. Fair enough. Well, I did not make any money this weekend. Okay, but did you, but you had a fun, festive time. Yes, I did. Well, I got most of my planting done this weekend. I actually finished my planting today. So all the yards planting is all done now. It's thank lovely. God. It's lovely. I can't wait till it's all... In bloom. And in full bloom. Right, yes. me too. I'm looking All forward the to that. Are there, yes. Yeah. I like very much what you did in front of that fence with the two hedges instead of that. Oh, yes, those two new uh, bushes we have there yeah. now, yes. And instead of the dying azalea bush. Yeah, those. it was time for that. Yeah, yeah, that rhododendron yeah. to go. They, they, yeah, it was just. It was they were not name. doing well there. Yeah. They were unhappy. At all. But these other two butchers seem to be very happy there and thriving. Yes, you can plant them in newspaper and they'd be happy and thriving. Exactly. What are they called? Do you know? The, the, the kind of the bushes? Hedges. yeah. The bushes. I don't know the names of them now. Okay. Oh, that's my landscaper. But then also on this past Saturday, we went to go see a production of the comedy Social Security. Oh, Gary Direct- Teifeld's show. Gary Teifeld directed it, yes. And how was it? It was quite enjoyable. It's a cute show. It is a cute... It's one of those domestic little comedies yeah, that right, right. local theater excels at. And yeah, yeah. this was no exception. It's a cute... I Actually, this play's been around for years, and this is the first time I'd seen a production of this uh, particular play. Okay, no, I've been, I've been pretty deep into this play, but... Yeah, it's a fun... It's a fun, yeah, cute little I play. I was actually surprised that Gary Teifeld had never directed... Me too, I was surprised. Before. This was his first, uh, his first time directing. I was it's very seen, surprised by that. It seemed to me with his... But he would be a good choice for most people to choose. Right. But I guess he prefers acting over directing. 
I said, yeah, maybe, yeah, and and maybe that'll change, and and uh, yeah. But he's he's you know what it is. He's so smart and he's so observant, and the things that make him a good actor, I suppose. Yes, definitely. But yeah, I was happy for him and them. And Tremente, I love Tremente. Yes, Kathy Tremente was in it. She's very Kathy good. And of course, Frank Despigno has Frank, had a partnered uh, as well. Always a pleasure to see Frank on stage. Yeah, yeah, he makes me throb. <laughs> he absolutely makes me throb. But uh, it was a fun time. I'm very glad we saw it. Yeah. Okay, good. And then I was in rehearsals all weekend for a staged reading that I'm doing this coming Saturday. It's a it's an actual benefit. It's going to take place at the Babylon Citizen Council on the Arts, or known as the Baca Center, right on 149 North Lowood Avenue in Lindenhurst on Saturday, May 28th at 7:30 p.m. It's for the benefit of Voices of Children, which is serving basically the children that are in Ukrainian war zones. Oh, and taking care of them. So that's what the proceeds are going for. And who's, it's, who's it's going to be a stage reading. It's being produced by Eastline Theater. Okay. And it's going to be a stage reading of a, a one-act play called Take the Rubbish Out, Sasha, by Ukrainian playwright Natalia Vorozbit. Okay, sounds fun. Yes, and I am one of the three actors in the stage reading. Okay. Along with uh, Rose, uh, Ro Kurtz okay. and uh, Nicole Savin. Nice. Yeah. So that's when we take a place this Saturday. So I this rehearsed Saturday, for that. You're gonna okay. So you're you're gonna do a live reading of it for an audience for a live audience. Are you recording it for? Give it. I mean, sell I it. don't know if it's being recorded or not. That's that's right. I'm um, not involved in the actual production of it. Okay. Aside from you know doing. So the all acting. proceeds go to help the the kids in Ukraine. Exactly. Is there a way that people can donate without showing up? As a matter of fact, they can. They, I'd love to hear it. They can go to the website for Voices of Children. That is www.voices.org.ua slash en slash. That's voices.org.ua slash en slash. And you can make a donation directly to the organization there if you cannot attend the performance. Thank you. And then lastly, we got our T-shirts for the Pride Parade. I love them. Yes, I was very glad you you, you saw them. I we're love happy them. With them. They, are, they are very tastefully trash. Maybe I'll take a picture of them and post them on our website. Uh, our yeah, bonus material. Why not? The bonus material. Let them know who to look for. Yeah, exactly. You know, It'll be us in the bright sake. pink shirts. Yeah, <laughs> two fat old men in bright pink shirts, one with an umbrella and a dog, and you'll probably have, what are you, you going to do to protect yourself from the sun? Um, sunscreen. Oh, okay. And so a, you're going to... a cap. You're going to bear back the sun. <laughs> well, I'm going to have a shirt, my, the t-shirt yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. But otherwise, I'll just have sunscreen on. Yeah, no, I, I, some, I like the sun. I need some sort of physical barrier between me and the sun. <laughs> I do, at all times. You can carry a parasol with you, maybe. I, I just told you, it's the big red, white, it's the big... <laughs> Uh, rainbow-colored golf umbrella. Oh, no. Yes. I'm prepared. Obviously. All right. Well, you, I know I was doing it, and I didn't want to be caught without protection from the sun. Heaven forbid. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you understand that, Matt. Yes, I do. Right. Thank you for illuminating me. For some people, protection from the sun is a very important thing they have to be aware of. Yes, definitely. And yet, I sense that you're mocking me. I would never mock you. Now I know that you're mocking me. <laughs> well, that time I was. Before that, no, I wasn't. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, look for the umbrella stuck up Patrick's ass. <laughs> 
it's a big rainbow colored golf umbrella. Yes, yes. You should be able to see some of it sticking out. I'm sure. Anyway, before we move on to our first segment, I guess we have to talk about the elephant in the room. And that has been this most recent school shooting in San Antonio. I'm not going to sit here and say we should be doing this, 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 and this. All I'm going to say is we need to repeal the Second Amendment so that states can do what they want with firearm regulations. If they want to regulate them, fine. If they want to ban them, fine. Let the states deal with it. And then this way, if the states want to have guns, let them have them registered and insured like automobiles, where they have firearms training, license renewal, periodic review, points added to your license for violation of gun regulations. You're talking about a future with flying cars. Well, no, I'm talking about if they want to keep guns around, then that's what they're going to have to do. But, oh, but, but, but the first thing that has to be done is to repeal the Second Amendment. Because Republicans aren't going to cooperate on anything at I this think, point. I think repealing the Second Amendment is the Goal. I think today, from where we're standing right now, it should to be. jump from this to repeal the Second Amendment is time that could be spent figuring out how to make the next itty-bitty little step toward that goal, which there's no chance of us achieving despite the, the 21 dead people, 19 children. So we're not going to get any closer by saying that that's the last, that's what has to be done. That's the goal, and I agree with you. But how do you take the next step closer to that, knowing you can't make the leap? Unfortunately, as long as the Republicans are in office, they're going to obstruct any kind of firearms legislation. So you're talking about voting. Yeah. I agree with you. The I, next thing that I is voting, you have to you. vote these bastards out. Okay. Thus. To, to me, this is just one of many reasons to be voting Republicans out. But it looks like the country's going to be returning them back to Congress this year. Talk to me about the NRA. What about the NRA? I mean, aside from the, that they're actually meeting in Texas this weekend, they're having their, they're having their convention, and El Duce Trump is going to be making a speech down there. Okay. Fuck that. Fuck him. You know? Okay. I was, I, I, I was hoping you'd be a little more dry Professor Patrick and... Maybe, you know, talk to me about what the NRA is and what their intent was and what they have. And we know what the NRA is. is. Everyone knows what the NRA is. The National Rifle Association. Well, no, the- no, no, I don't want you to do it because now you're doing it out of spite. So fuck you. So I, 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 I fed you an opportunity to be lecturing and boring, and you, and and I'm, I'm happy that you did, you know, on the fiery uh, ass rage of um. Whatever it was you said, those two things. Yes. Yeah, so I'm not... No, don't go back. Oh, okay. Only forward. Uh-oh, I'll just go forward. forward then. Talk to a virgin. Only forward. Only forward. <coughs> Excuse I'm me. you eventually got I think it. I need a drink. I think you need... Okay. Mm. So... That's better. Now that it's just us. Yes. <laughs> Should I now move on to our very first segment? Bitch, you're not kidding me. This is our very first segment. I've been doing this for days. Well, we're now going to move on to heavy petting. <laughs> That's not heavy petting. Wow. Wow, this is... What th- happened here? Oh, this there is, we go. Oh, this is fucking... Mm-hmm. Ah, well, we talked about it. I heard it. We talked about it. You didn't agree with me, and you left it the way it was. And so, yeah, it's pretty nice. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Try to hit it first time. I'll see what I can do. Okay? It's like trying to take the microphone down when the kid leaves the stage. Do you know what I'm saying? That was fucking awful. So, you know. Okay. Timing is everything. Yes. Anyway, tonight's topic is your dog and gardening. Oh. Did you ever have a problem keeping gardens with your, any of your dogs? No. No, not at all? They didn't dig up your gardens at no. all? Nothing like that no. at all? No? They never trampled through your gardens at yes. any time? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. They would, yeah. You know, yeah. 
They would destroy any of your plants? I would not say destroy. Okay. Maybe I sacrificed a cucumber or two, you know, for the love of a dog for 10 years. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I had a garden for a couple of years that was extensive when, when I had Pickering. And Pickering was really, really good. And and he he was a, he was a sheepdog, so he was the herding right. dog. Yes. Okay? So it was all about the group and areas and, and, and sort of boundaries. And he knew not to cross into that boundary. The, the, the boundary was clearly, he went from grass to dirt, from grass to all from concrete around a pool to a dirt, cultivated dirt garden. So okay. The boundary was clear and he knew not to go into it. So it was easy. I can't imagine having a dog that's going to dig a, dig a hole for every time it has a bone. Right, yeah. I can't, exactly. I, you know, that kind of, I've never experienced that with a dog. Okay. They, they they all dig to some degree, but even Louie, he don't, he don't really dig. Yeah, Abigail doesn't dig at all. She hasn't really been a yeah. digger at all. She's trampled through, like, we have this little corner garden in the backyard. Yeah, yeah. And when she first got here, she used to run through that. Fortunately, she never broke any plants. But one, one time we had a party here in the yard, and one of our friends brought their little Scotty, and the Scotty ran through and broke one of my peonies, and I was like, ah! Uh, I had to be a to be a the azalea. Right. So then, actually, yeah, so some, sometime after that, I think that we finally put up some fencing around the border uh, of it. <laughs> and our plants have been safe ever since. Uh, I don't know. I'm, you know, for the love of a dog, I'm willing to sacrifice a peony. Ah, I gotta take that back. I love a peony. <laughs> I love a peony. But for our listeners who are probably in the midst of their planting season as well, we just want to pass along a few tips for you and for those who are dog owners as well. Number one, you should know what plants are safe and which ones are toxic to plant in your garden. Well, tell us. I don't know. I did not compile a list because the list is... Are you honestly going to sit here and you're just going to People, people can to go online. They are not helpless and they can look up plants okay. and see which ones are toxic for their dog. WWW. Otherwise, <laughs> we're going to be here for three hours instead okay. of two hours. I, I take the point. I don't know <laughs> why suddenly you're objecting to me about time. So you want to keep things moving, so I'm trying to keep things moving here. I'm just trying not to take too many breaks. Oh, okay. Between words. Oh. (laughs) Okay. Number two tip. When you are planting, if your dog has access to your garden, you should select more mature plants. Because the bigger the plant, then as it's mature, the dog will learn to go around it. And also, if the dog breaks any branches on the plant, more than likely the plant itself will still survive and recover. That's good advice right, right? there. Very yeah. good advice, I feel That's like. good advice. Or you could just say, ah! Every time the dog gets anywhere near anything, you don't want it near. Ah! You could do that, too. That's, why that's how I train both of the dogs. <laughs> and as we mentioned before, if you want to set up borders for your gardens, for yeah, your yeah, dogs, yeah. like wire fencing. Build the wall. Yeah, build, build the, the wall. wall. And for those of you who have diggers for dogs... You can always use plant containers and hanging baskets and also raised garden beds. But also, if you want to deter digging, you can use various spices and herbs like ground mustard, crushed dried pepper, rosemary, or sage. And also, you can use coffee grounds, which also act as a fertilizer. Did you know that, Tommy? I knew that coffee grounds acted as a fertilizer. I've never, I, I, there's a whole I'm not a coffee drinker, so I did not know that. Um... <laughs> Uh, egg eggshells and coffee grinds and somehow coffee filters and composting. Compo, okay. Yeah. I, 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 I very yes. much like that. that. That sounds like something I could do. Yep. But I don't have the time, space, or inclination. You know, without the time, without the with 
I don't have the space to make it worth. What, what am I? I'm a, I'm a compost for five pots that I may not plant this year because last year was such a tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, digging digging dogs. That's that shit is rough. Yeah, that can be an issue that, for people. That shit is rough. Yeah, definitely. Do we know what kind of dog? I, I, in my head, I'm picturing a terrier. A terrier. I'm picturing bigger dogs. Oh, really? Yeah, bigger dogs as being diggers. That's so funny, right? Okay. <laughs> Maybe that's our own bias. Since I'm a small dog be. owner, and, and I, you're a larger dog owner. <laughs> it's, uh, I noticed it today. She's so small. Oh, Abigail. Yeah. Yeah, she's about 15, Compared 16 to Louis. pounds. Yeah. yeah. Louis, how many pounds? Louis, uh, 30-something pounds. Yeah, twice the size. Yeah. Right? Yeah, she's a petite little lady. She is not. She's just small. Go <laughs> <laughs> continue. Well, I think we're pretty much done with this segment of Heavy Petty heavy for petty. today. No, no, so, out, no out cue. No, no, no there's no out cue okay. for Heavy Petty. Right. Unless you want me to re- replay, you know, this again. No. Happy birthday. Oh, well, that, that's that exactly what exactly on to our next segment. Many happy returns. So a very what? happy birthday. Tell me about the dead people. Happy today. birthday to you. You were only <laughs> going to play a couple of them. I know, I couldn't resist. But yes, it's today's birthdays, and it's also our last observance today here on the podcast of Jewish American Heritage Month. We'll still be observing until the end of the month on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Well, you're not going to hear about any more Jewish birthdays on this broadcast for the rest of the year. (laughs) You're not. Unless inadvertently a person who is also Jewish is cited during the month for something else. Well, now you're making stipulations. (laughs) You want to talk stipulations? We'll talk stipulations. (laughs) But we only have two birthdays for today. You'll only be happy two? to know. Yep. Are they both dead? No. Only, oh. only one is dead, but they're oh. both Jewish. Okay, good. That's the, This is good. This okay. Is good. So the first one, she was born on May 25th, 1929. She was born Belle Miriam Silverman in the Crown Heights section of Brooklyn. Her parents were immigrants from Ukraine and Romania. As a child, she spoke Yiddish, Russian, Romanian, French, and English. And her nickname was Bubbles. At age four, she made her professional debut on a radio program as Bubbles Silverman. By age seven, she was taking singing lessons. By age 16, she made her professional stage debut with a touring Gilbert and Sullivan company. At age 18 in 1947, she made her operatic stage debut as Frasquita in Bizet's Carmen in Philadelphia. And she became known for her coloratura voice. Oh. In 1956, she married journalist Peter Greenough, or Greenough, I'm not really sure how to pronounce it. Spell it. G-R-E-E-N-O-U-G-H. Oh. So it could be Greenough or Greenough. Greenough. Anyway, they had two children. Her daughter died at age seven and was deaf and had multiple sclerosis. Oh, dear. And her son was born mentally disabled. Oh, my. Yeah. She sang opera throughout the 50s and 60s. She made her debut at the Metropolitan Opera in 1975. She won a Grammy in 1976, two Emmys in 1975 and 1978, the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 1980, and the National Medal of Arts in 1990. I have no idea. She died of cancer in 19, at, at the age of 78 in 2007, and she was buried in Valhalla, New York. I have no idea. Beverly Sills. Okay. Okay. (laughs) 
a while ago we was talking about okay i told you the story about touring lincoln center yes and being in the it was birthdays yes you, it was about this woman's birthday and it was the soprano who did all uh, like all in new york and i don't know whatever the function so i had said that my class was walking in like the third or fourth tier up in the auditorium, in the New York State Theater. Okay. And when we came in, I could see it. And when we came into the theater, we saw we saw what I now know was Beverly Sills. Wow. On stage, coaching or directing or this other actress. Okay. And we very we were we were told to be respectful and we quote very quietly crossed across the back of the third or fourth row up. She probably had no idea we were even there because you, you we were in the hallway behind the seats. So we just crossed, but we were told not to make any noise and we didn't. And I could not remember the woman's name. But I kept trying to make it that woman's whoever woman it was birthday that day you were yeah. telling me. I was trying to make that and I couldn't come up with the name of the woman I was trying to make that her birthday be. Okay. And it was it was Beverly Sills. Beverly Sills. Bubbles. Cool. Bubbles Lonigan? Bubbles Bubble, Silverman. Bubble Bubbles Silverman. Yes. Beverly Sills. Yes. Yes, I see here clearly. I see that image clearly of that visit to the New York State Theater. Beverly Sills was on the stage. Well to Beverly Sills. And I knew Sills. then that yes. like my tank tickled. <laughs> Everything about that was just sensational. Of course, right? She was, you know, legendary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was a living legend, yeah, you know? She yeah. was world-renowned. I wonder who that was she was with. Don't know. Like, is she dead now, that kid? Yeah, she's dead. No, not Beverly. I know Beverly's. The kid she was talking to, or the singer or whatever. Ah. I, I had the impression it was a younger singer, female. Okay. Female. Female. Female presenting. Okay. We need a thud sound. Well, <laughs> instead of a thud sound, we were going to say to Beverly Sills... I hate us so hard right now. <laughs> what is the next one? He was born in England on May 25th, 1944. His parents were resistance fighters in, in the Netherlands during World War II. They left England and moved to the U.S. in 1951 and eventually settled in California. As a teenager, he worked as an, as an apprentice puppeteer. In 1963, at the age of 19... He joined Jim Henson to collaborate on his Muppets. It's Frank Oz. Yes, very good. Wow. It was only going to be him or Geppetto. <laughs> but I figured go with Frank Oz. Frank yeah. Oz. Is Frank Oz his name? That's his name, yes. Like he was born with Frank Oz as his, uh, was his name. I can look that up. He That's wasn't one. Francis Oswald. That's actually one thing I did not check was his name. Usually I check that. But for some reason, I did not check that one. So let's go check it. Right now, he his there would be no Jim Henson without Frank Oz. Nope. I fully believe. No, nope. he was born Frank Richard Osnowitz. Okay, and I, there would I, be no I, what who Jim Henson. Like like. Jim well, I said he collaborated with Jim. They developed the Muppets. He you know he was yeah. Miss Piggy and Fozzie Bear, Animal and Sam Eagle. He did Grover and Cookie Monster and Bird I, on I, Sesame wh Street. Wh what I said was that there would be no Jim Henson without Frank Oz, but I think there would be no the Muppets. Without Frank Oz. Yeah. You know, because, like, Jim Henson was going to have that trajectory anyway. Yeah, I mean, Jim he was the face of the, of the Muppets more than anyone. You know, it was Jim Henson's Muppets. It was, it was, you know? No, I think Jim and Jim Henson and Frank Oz together created the Muppets. Right. But I think that had Frank Oz and Jim Henson never met. Jim Henson was still, like, destined to have that superstar status mm -hmm. because of, of his designs. Yeah. 
Well, Frank Oz did pretty good for himself Oof. too. I mean, he he Oof. retired. He semi-retired from the Muppets in two thousand one. Did he become a, a, a high-end movie director? Well, he became a director. He directed the nineteen eighty-two film The Dark Crystal. He directed nineteen eighty-four as the Muppet Take the Muppets Take Manhattan, which is supposed to be a great fucking movie. Yeah, yeah. he he also directed nineteen eighty-six's Little Shop of Horrors, nineteen eighty-eight's Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, okay, nineteen ninety-one's What About Bob. And 1997's In and Out. Oh, In and Out is a great movie. Again, Kevin Klein. It's, 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 it's a funny, great movie. funny, funny movie. Yeah, Love it's that a great movie. movie. And he's best known, of course, as being the voice of and the original puppeteer of Yoda in the Star Wars films. Okay, I did not know that. You did not know that. I did not know. Oh that. wow, yeah. I, I, as you may have gathered recently. Okay. I'm not such a science fiction. We know. Okay, so yeah, the <laughs> fact made that, that Frank does. Well, no, Frank Oz is epic. He's uh, he's an icon. He had the perfect career. He became this epic stature. He's he's just this this uh, pillar. Yeah, that you hope to be able to stand. And he could walk the town. Nobody know who he was. Nope, no, Frank they would Oz. not. Who the fuck is Frank Oz? Right. Well, anyway, to Frank Oz, we wish to say, no, not that. Was the was was the shotgun loading supposed to be part of the happy birthday? No, song? no. It was, the other sound effect went into it first. You're really bad at this. Yeah. <laughs> we Go got ahead. better. It's only our second time. Maybe the next time. Well, we now move on to our next segment today in history. You didn't listen to me. It's like you didn't hear my notes. What was your note for this one? As if I wrote this down. Please. Did you listen to the episode? Yes, I did. I don't know if it was even on the episode. Was this on? Okay. No, it's about the reading. I think you have to you, you have to say the name of the of this segment. Yes. As the theater guy, the Come on, you, you, you're making me drown here. Well, no, you're drowning Cook. yourself. Alistair Cook. Oh, you want it in the uppity British voice. Yes, and, and at the same time. Oh. So it's like the cue happens and you hear tick-tock, tick-tock, and now it's time for tick-tock, tick-tock. I'm so sorry. Okay, do you know what I'm saying? And then this way it leads in, and we don't need two segments, now three, to discuss the fucking sound effect. I'm just saying, give me some fucking editing software. Oh, Alistair shit. Cook. Alistair Cook. Is he still alive? Alistair Cook? Yeah. Yes, he is still is alive. Is he really? No, he's dead. You're a dick. <laughs> anyway, do you know what happened today, 45 years ago? You know I don't. This movie was released. Let's see if you can guess what the film is. <laughs> Have you figured it out yet? It's Indiana Jones. <laughs> Not quite. It's, hold on. It's Star Trek. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star yes. Wars. Okay. Star Wars was released today in theaters back in 1977. My brother Peter, trying to be really, really nice to me and my little brother, took us to see that movie in the theaters. He was not a teenager. He was just a teenager. We were young mother. I was 10. Okay. Okay. And he took us to see the movie, and I slept through the whole fucking thing. <laughs> 
and that's my entire experience with Star Trek. Oh my Star, Star Wars. Wars. Star Wars. Oh my God. My entire experience, except for playing a video game. We had a video game. Okay. Uh, a Nintendo video game or a Star Wars video game. The entire <laughs> my entire social experience with Star Trek was those two things. But I lived through that, so like I know who those characters are. They were they were everywhere. They yes, were just, of course. It's part of the culture now. Star Trek, Star Wars was. Um, you couldn't buy sneakers, pajamas, toilet paper, toothpaste, breakfast cereal, a shower cap. You couldn't buy tires. You couldn't buy a wrench for your lesbian sister without <laughs> it having. Star Wars insignia, stamping, uh, marketing on it. It was fucking everywhere. Yes, it was. Everywhere. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not such a science fiction guy. That's okay. I was 10 or 11. You're forgiven. No, no, hold on. Hear the story. (laughs) I was 10 or 11 at the time. Okay. I was 15 when the movie came out. But you were a nerd. (laughs) This is true. So, yeah. Anyway, let's continue. Anyway, in its initial run, it, it made over $550 million. It grossed a total of $775 million. It surpassed Jaws to become the highest grossing film until the release of E.T. When adjusted for inflation, Star Wars is the second highest grossing film in North America, behind Gone with the Wind, and the fourth highest grossing film in the world. It received 10 Oscar nominations at the 50th Academy Awards, including Best Picture, and it won six more than any other film at that ceremony that year. In 1989, it became one of the first 25 films selected by the Library of Congress for preservation in the National Film Registry. And it was the only one chosen from the 1970s. In 2004, its soundtrack was added to the U.S. National Recording Registry and listed by the AFI, the American Film Institute, as the best movie score of all time. Today, it is widely regarded by many in the motion picture industry as one of the greatest and most important films in cinema history. Oh, bully for them. George Lucas? Hmm? George Lucas? George Lucas is the director of it, yeah. All right. Good for him. Yeah. And then, you know, all of the subsequent nonsense. Well, the, the first three films are the, the best films, in my opinion. We're not talking about quality. We're talking about content. How much content there has been since. Oh, there's been quite a lot. Between the three prequel films, the three sequel films, the television series that are going on. This is what I'm saying. So there's quite a lot there. It's been a lot of t-shirts. Yep. Not to mention all the animated series as well. Yeah, yeah, because you, know, you got to get novels. them before they're three. Like if I said, you don't it, get them, you'll never get them if you don't get them before they're three. It pervades the culture. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Star Wars. So, yes. Yeah, so, happy okay. birthday to Star Wars. And it was released, the very first film was released today, 40 years ago? In No, no uh, 45 years 45 ago. 45 years ago? Yep. 45. Yeah, I fell asleep. <laughs> It was summer. It was hot. I'm a redhead. I have to be shaded for the sun. Of course you do, dear. But they didn't know that then. No, I'm they sure. They just pushed me out on the beach. Fry, little redheaded boy. Fry. <laughs> oh. We now move on to our next segment. We only take three. You don't need this. Go. What day is it? Could you play tell me? What day is it? I'm going to build you today. <laughs> Does that work? Is that yes. better? Good. I'm glad. Anyway. A little knit tuck, and that's right, that's right ready right there. Yes, it does. Yes, I like how is. it comes after you intro the segment. And well, you give yourself the big musical theater cue. And our next segment <laughs> is 
play. What the is it? What the? And let it play twice so you hear what it says, and then you go. Yes, and then I go. And none of this nonsense about how to do it, which could have been done in an email. <laughs> anyway, what day is it, Tommy? It is National uh, Leather Bound Book Day. No, 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 afraid not. You're not even close. Okay. Today is Geek Pride Day. Oh. It's a celebration of geek culture. Okay. It was first celebrated in 2006 in Spain and online, created by a blogger known as Senor Buebo. I love that. Hold on. Can we stop here? Because I need some background information if I'm going to appreciate it. I don't know if I have any background information to give you, but you can ask. Well, you should, because I asked you if if there was a difference, if there was a distinction between a geek and a nerd. Yes. And you responded that there was. Yes. So now, before you go into all of this geek stuff, I need to know the difference between a geek and a nerd. A geek is more oriented towards science and technology. A nerd is not necessarily geared towards that. Okay. Okay? So, like a theater kid. Is a nerd. Is a theater nerd. Right. Not a theater geek. Although some people say that people who specialize in knowledge about certain topics are geeks about those topics. And not nerds. Right. Right. So... Is nerd, I'm sorry, I'm eating a donut, and it's an Entenmann's Rich Frosted Donut. It's a mini, and I haven't had one in probably a decade. Okay. And I hate myself for not having one, <laughs> because they're fucking fantastic. Yes, they are. I'm sorry. I was in the middle of some profundity. Yes, we were talking about Geek Pride Day. Okay, so so is a, is nerd more of an overall sort of I'd say of geeks are probably a subclass thing? within the nerd... Genus. So somebody could be presenting as completely like socially acceptable and reasonable and, and attractive like, and, and, just... and still geek out on one specific thing. Oh, yeah, she's great. Look at that. Look at her. But, yeah, she's a fucking backgammon geek. Let's put it this way. Stephen and I were out the other day out in the stores. We were out driving. And we saw this man walking in the streets, a rather tall man, looking like he was wearing a Boy Scout uniform. Okay. And he had the glasses on, the nerdy-looking glass. He looked like he was the nerd. Now, if he had been out there Sweetie, with... he's the child molester. <laughs> well, maybe that, too. Okay, you did not get creepy immediately from that? I'm surprised we waited so many we words just drove, to hear creepy. We just drove by. We didn't look and stand and observe him, okay? How, we just drove by How secure in the fact that he was in a... Boy Scout uniform, <laughs> are you? Because it seems maybe he's a scoutmaster. Uh, no, no, that's that's jeans and a t- and a top that's too tight with a bandana. That's not a Boy Scout uniform. The scoutmasters don't wear the same uniforms as well. The Boy maybe it Scouts. was a scoutmaster's uniform, but it might as well have been the same thing. Anyway, as what as was I'm the concerned. point? That was a nerd. No, no, I don't accept that. <laughs> Why? No. Because before you get to nerd, you have to get past creepy, and we don't have the time or the inclination to do that work. 
so let's just let's just cut the whole thing about the creepy guy in the fucking Boy Scout uniform and find a better definition for nerd. But my impression of what you're trying to convey is that a nerd is somebody whose overall personality, like socially awkward and really intelligent about about like a, a whole bunch of stuff, like the, the bookworm sort of nerdy person whose life is like a nerd. Okay, whereas a geek... Did might, you watch Happy Days as a Could child? I finish? What I'm saying is that a geek could be maybe, if this is what, if this is right, but you're not listening because you're laughing. I am listening. I work with teenagers. I, I know when people listening. are listening. I have no choice but to listen. Anyway, for those of you out there, those of you, the 181 of you out there, and Alabama, 177 from Spanish Fort, Spanish Fort, Alabama? Yes. Spanish Fort, Alabama. 181 people in Alabama, 177 of them are from Spanish Fort. Oh, my God. That's some shit right there. Okay, that's... All right, so what I'm saying is... Yeah, you know I don't know where, where I am. I know you don't. You know, you know and I, I ain't going to throw you a line you know, either. Okay. All right, but I think the people who were following it understood... And and agree with me. Well, maybe the people who understood are out there, or there are some geeks out there. Maybe they should know. What oh, so a person could be like what we would call, and I hate because oh, no. now you don't know what word you're going to use. But but like normal appearing person, somebody who's attractive and nice, and they go out to work and they greet people and they say hi. But when it comes to this one topic, camping boots. They become just complete. Oh yeah, well, there's the rubber and those and the seven and the and you can use them underwater and yeah, they just geek out on this one specific topic where otherwise in their life they're not a nerd. Where a nerd can never escape nerddom, a geek taken out of what their geekdom is can appear as a not nerd to the rest of the general population. Don't give me that fucking look. I've had shrink after shrink. I know exactly what that's about. I don't even want to hear what you have to say next. You let what I say lie there and move on. I was just going to say, I completely agree with you. Patronism, that's perfect. I'll take patronizing. I'll take it. Move on. Would you like to know about the rights of the geek? They actually wrote a manifesto. Okay, the rights of the geek. No, go ahead. Number one, the right to be more of a geek. Number two, the right to stay at home. I love this. Number three, the right not to have a partner and be a virgin until whatever age. Uh, There's a corollary to that. A right to, if you have a partner, to try to turn them into a geek. Excellent. Number four, the right not to like football or sports in general. Okay. Number five, the right to geek association. Okay. Number six, the right to have a few friends or none. The corollary to that is the right to have all the geek friends you want. Okay, I don't like that one. Number seven, the right not to be fashionable. Parentheses, a Homer t-shirt is always to be in fashion. Simpson? Homer Simpson, yes. Number eight, the right to be overweight and to be myopic. Okay. Number nine, the right to exhibit one's own geekiness. So this is just to claim this, the um, stereotype. I guess. And number ten, the right to rule the world. Okay, which is true. <laughs> Maybe they'll do a better job than the asshole's doing now. Well, who's doing it now if it's not the geeks? I know. Who's been doing it for 50 years if not the geeks? The geeks! Okay. I'm saying. You're saying. Uh, 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 tell me I'm wrong. Nope. 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 <laughs> nope. Because you have done the research and you can't. That's how I know. That's how you know. All right, so let's move on. Next topic. Enough time. Place well, the time. next the next topic under what day is it? It's a oh. nerd. It's a nerdy holiday as well. Okay. It's and towel day. Towel 
Taldy. I'm just getting out of the bath. Could you please hand me that towel? Yes. Day. Yes. Okay. Are you familiar with the book, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy by Douglas Adams? I know that it and I have existed on the same physical plane for the as long as I've been alive. Well, Tal Day is celebrated in commemoration of the author and the book. Until Why? It, well, it was, the first one was held two weeks after his death on May 11th of 2001. Did he die in a gay bathhouse? <laughs> no, not that I'm aware of. Okay, so you're going to have to connect a towel to this guy. Well, I'll take it right from the book. I'll tell you all about it. It says a towel has, it says a towel, it says, is about the most massively useful thing an interstellar hitchhiker can have. It has great practical value. You can wrap it round you for warmth as you bound across the cold moons of Jaglan Beta. You can lie on it on the brilliant marble-sanded beaches of Santraginus V, or Santraginus V, inhaling the heady sea vapors. You can sleep under it beneath the stars which shine so redly on the desert world of Kafkafoon. Use it to sail over a mini-raft down the slow, heavy river moth. Wet it for use in hand-to-hand combat. Wrap it round your head to ward off noxious fumes, or avoid the gaze of the ravenous bugbladder beast of Troll. You can wave your towel in emergencies as a distress signal, and of course, draw yourself off with it if it seems to be clean enough. See, now I agree with all of that. (laughs) How could you not? Except for some of those nouns, which are, you know, meant to be ridiculous. (laughs) There are places in the world of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, you place Detroit or Hawaii or, uh, you know, France as any one of those stupid fucking words he made up. Then yeah, yeah. Anyway, towel's a good thing. Towel's a good thing to have. It's today National Towel today Day. Today is National Towel Day. It's celebrated worldwide. Worldwide. For they since host, when? They host since 2001. Okay, it's about time. They host book readings from the book series. There's trivia contests, bad poetry contests. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What book series? You've never, you're not familiar with the whole series of books in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? But of course not, because you don't read science fiction. Okay. That's why you're not familiar with it. I love it. I had one of these conversations with Allison the other day. You had an entire conversation without me. I watched it happen. I'm content with the result. This is the way I'd like to converse for the rest of my life. I Understanding it's never going to be that way, but I, yeah. So go ahead, move on. You're right. Also, today is National Wine Day. Oh. So let's have a toast to National Wine let's Day. Have a, hold on a second. Oh, I'm wait. So- you, Fill your glass. Fill I, your goblet. What day is it? 145? Day 145. 145, National Wine Day, and I didn't get a single card. Oh, That's fucked up. The liquor store didn't send you one? Not one. Not, not a liquor store, not, a, not an importer, not a vineyard. Nobody sent me nothing. How rude. I'm pissed. You should switch the beer. No, I could never switch the beer. <laughs> and then lastly, you might be very interested in this holiday. It is National Senior Health and Fitness Day. Something wrong? No. Yeah, no. No. I, no. Do you have a problem with National Senior Health and Fitness Day? No, I'm very glad that the seniors have a health and fitness uh, awareness. I it's, it's very good for the seniors to be healthy and active and fit and fit they need to be fit because they're gonna die and you can't <laughs> die sickly no so you might you you have to be toned yes yeah 
what are you what are you doing to avoid all that? Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely not. I eat beans. Okay. That's what I do. Last night I ate a can of black beans. Ooh. With lovely. An onion and a mushroom chopped in. Ooh. Yeah. That's my effort. Okay. And I celebrate National Wine Day. Is it National Wine Day or International Wine Day? I don't know why this is this this occasion was not given more uh fanfare. Because I thought the other days were more significant to us. Wow. I mean what's wine day? Wow. <laughs> now I know you're doing it to antagonize me. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> So Just give, a little bit. I'll give you that one because I was about <laughs> to go into some really dark, serious places. So, so I'll give you that one. Ah, girl, funny wine day. We now move on to our next segment. Turn your head and cough. <coughs> Very nice. Thank you. Very nice. And today's topic, we're going to talk about monkeypox. Why? Because people don't really seem to know what's going on. All they hear about is it's mentioned in the news, and it's really about it. I mean, do you know what's going on with it? Do you know how many cases there are in the United States? I, I do not know how many cases there are in the United States. As my journal of the American Health Association, as distributed by the Centers for Disease Control in Atlanta, Georgia, under the supervision of the American Academy of... Uh, didn't get to me. Oh. Okay. I missed the magazine this month. Ah. So, no, I have no idea how many monkeypox cases. Well, you'll be happy to know that there's only been one confirmed monkeypox case, monkeypox case, in the United States, in Massachusetts. Okay. There are four other cases that they're looking at, two in Salt Lake City, one in New York City, and one down in Florida. Okay, well, there's usual suspects. Right, but it seems to be more of a problem right now in Europe, where they're a bit more numerous, the... um, how many cases, cases in Europe? Well, in the latest report from Spain, they actually they had 23 new cases. I couldn't okay. find the number before that. Okay. But they linked the cases to a gay sauna near Madrid and, okay. a, and a pride event in the Canary Islands that drew tens of thousands of people. Okay. Then also they discovered an, out, an outbreak of monkeypox in Belgium. Is this that is monkeypox all over the Canary Islands? Not all over, no. But there are, are there some, cases of there are cases of it yes. in Spain in the Canary Islands. in the Canary Islands. Any idea how much? How many? Ballpark? Not the total numbers. No. Hundred. I no. I don't think it's that many, but. I all don't. Right. I don't have the numbers. All right, go ahead. Also in Europe, in uh, in Belgium, there was an outbreak of monkeypox which was connected to a Darklands fetish festival held in early May. At least three cases were connected to that festival. Okay. Now, just so people are aware, it's not considered a sexually transmitted disease. Basically, it can be spread when there is close contact with the lesions of someone who's infected, where sexual contact can amplify... You know, you're going to amplify the transmission because of that. Lesions? Yes, there are lesions. The sim- do you want to know what the symptoms are? No, 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 no. I wanted to validate what I was hearing you say. Yes, tell me what the symptoms are. Symptoms include lesions, fever, headache, muscle aches, swollen lymph nodes, exhaustion. The lesions or rashes can start on the face. They can also develop on the genitals. Okay. So that's that's basically what it is. It's not a... I don't think it's considered a terminal disease as far as, far as I know. Monkeypox. Yes. But on basically, your face it seems, and, your, and your balls. Yeah, it's basically if you're in prolonged contact with someone or an animal that has a virus. 
So if, I guess if you're like in a locked room with someone for like six or seven hours who has it, the chances are you will likely get it that way. Okay. In my experience, which is admittedly slim, anybody who spends six hours in a locker room is 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 photographing pornography. Okay. <laughs> That's not what I was talking There's about. There's no reason to spend six hours in a locker room. I didn't According see... According to I, what I understand is a locker room. You run in, you put your shit down, you get out on the field. Mm-hmm. You come back from the field, you get your shit, you take a shower, you I said on. a locked room, not a locker room. Oh, that's different. Oh, my God. But anyway, the virus can enter the body through broken skin... Uh, the lungs, the eyes, nose, or mouth. Okay. So if you get if you get lesions on your face or your balls, go to the doctor. But uh, and I'm sorry, Patrick, but every one of those other symptoms you listed was like Wednesday. <laughs> like Wednesday? Yeah. It's like okay. So those symptoms I had those symptoms every day. Yes. So how do I know whether or not it's monkeypox? But you get you gave it to me, face and balls. Yes. Exactly. Does it affect women? It doesn't. Well, the, the cases that have been noted as so far have been men. I, I haven't seen any. Okay. I haven't seen any stats on on women getting it. Yet. All right, good because. But it like, seems like a lot of them are tied with these mass gay events. Unfortunately, okay. all right. You know, which makes you know, it's like Patrick. No, nobody has. Nobody in the civilized world has a right to be surprised by this. I know, I know, you shouldn't be anymore. You get you get a bunch of, of human beings together in one place, all of them fucking everybody yeah. else. There's no way that, you know, science isn't going to happen I somewhere. Know, of course. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Anyway. Monkeypox. Yes, the... That's 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 it for about our our segment on monkeypox. All right. It is now time. Be careful out there, bitches. Be careful. It is now time that we take a look into my briefs. That's the right one. <laughs> Thank you. That's exactly right. I knew you'd like that one. Yes, that's perfect. That's exactly right. I'm a little more satisfied than I wanted to be. <laughs> Yes, that's right. Well, being that we're all talking about guns today, oh, Patrick, don't. there's a case coming up uh, soon before the U.S. Supreme Court on New York's concealed carry law. A lawsuit was filed by two men from Rensselaer County challenging the state's requirement that gun owners must have a just reason or proper cause to get a concealed carry permit. Can I interrupt you for a second? Yes, you can. Could you, could you tell me the name of the county again? Rensselaer. Can you tell me where it is? It's upstate New York. Anything above Yonkers is upstate New York. <laughs> That's about all I can tell you right now. Near Canada on the coast by the lake. I am not sure. I'm not an expert on... Say it again, please. Rensselaer County. Rensselaer. Rensselaer. It sounds fancy. Maybe it's Dutch. I don't know. Oh. But anyway, the law passed in 1911 states that permit applicants must state why they need to carry a gun in public. The Rensselaer men are making the case that applicants should not have to give a reason why they want to carry a concealed gun in public. They argue they have have that right under the Second Amendment. Seven other states have a law similar to New York's law, and this governs about 80 million people. But... A decision is going to probably be coming down sometime in June or July. And considering what we saw, that little brief glimpse of a leak on the Roe versus Wade decision and how far they're willing to go on that, people are afraid that they're going to like totally strike down this law completely. I understand why they are. 
And if it does, it's just going to make it even harder, they think, to defend whatever other existing gun restrictions there may be on law books, you know? Somehow, the Second Amendment got tied with Jesus. Well, to me, it became like this holy art, this holy sacrament, God's the right gu- to bear arms. Became, God's guns family. Yeah. And it's not, that's, this, that's not what America should be about, is it's fucking guns, but that's what it's become about, you know? And it will be what, what, Divides America enough that it splits. Listen, the Supreme Court is just, they're not helping the situation. They didn't help it 10 or so years ago when they declared that the right to bear arms was a personal individual right. At this point, we have gone beyond re- like like laboratory experiments in certain social programs. Oh, God, yeah. Okay. A good guy with a gun at the scene historically makes no difference. Yep. So that's a policy that we should reconsider, okay? The money has bought enough votes so that even if everybody sees what is obvious, that the only way this is going to happen is if the Republicans say fuck you to the NRA finally and deny their money, okay? Once the Republicans deny the money of the NRA, we may see some Christians. Yep. In the meantime, we got people working for the NRA. And unfortunately, they got 50% of the vote in the Congress. Yeah. So there's not a whole lot you can do about that except going back to the beginning of the program. You said vote, which is the only thing you can do because unless you have enough money to rebuy these candidates, who does Ted Cruz think? He's kidding. I know. He, he talks about this oh, is let's just get the teachers' guns. This is fortifying yes. schools over and over and over All the again. Teachers, because We've teachers don't this. have to about the, because teachers don't have enough to worry about. But now they have to worry about gun training and how to use a gun in school. Come on, give me a fucking break it's, here. It's disgraceful, and it's just you know what that. Um, it's disgraceful that they stand up in front of a camera and say things like that. Yeah. The answer is more guns. Okay. For 40 years, we've seen what more guns does. Where you think it's going to help, it doesn't. Yeah. Where you don't think it matters, it does. So, okay, After can we say now, after 40 years, maybe let's reconsider some of our policies here. Right. Say maybe we should try something else. Maybe we shouldn't let 18-year-olds buy guns. Even before that, the very first thing, the very first thing. Thing has to be a ban on assault. Ha- that has to be. That has, has to, be. to be. If you don't do a ban on assault rifles, you are not doing anything. No. To ban on assault rifles, it's a ban, an outright ban on any of those. Make it home on your 3D computer. Yeah, the 3D okay. guns. Yeah. 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 You, the background check is ridiculous. It's yep. a ridiculous laughing stock. So the federal background check, what do I want? I don't. I heard it on NPR today. So if you want to research me, fuckers, I don't know what state or whatever. But anyway, <laughs> the point was that you have to fill out a six-page thing to, for the federal background check in this mysterious okay. state. Okay. No, it's in, on the East Coast. Okay. I want to say it's Massachusetts, but it doesn't seem right to me. Anyway, you fill out this, the, the you and the guy selling you the gun, you fill out this, he keeps that information. By law, he's got to keep that information for 20 years. Okay. By law, the FBI is not, not, not allowed to look at it. So tell me, if the federal guideline it's like, includes a law that says that the federal that there can be no federal enforcement of the guy right 
what's the use of it? What's the point? Okay, now, anybody with a certain degree of remedial education is going to be able to put those two things together. The problem is that right now is standing in front of you saying, yes, this is what we're doing. We're, you know, we're butt screwing you with sand. Yeah, it's, it, they're, they're being blatant and obvious about it. And it's, who, who do they answer to? Who do we answer to? What is the, who's going to set it right? Yes. Unfortunately, it's the American electorate. Yeah, hopefully, but... Well, that's the only savior is the American, because there's... And there's no guarantee it's going to do it. But that's what they're depending on. That's what the system depends on. The American... Which, you know, according to when you... Could be just land-owning white men. Free land-owning white men. So, yeah. But that's like the only check on any of it. I know. It really is. That's the shame of it. It's it crazy. Because the only time there's bipartisanship is when they have to cover for each other. Well, that's about it. That's, I, I, I can't. I can't. I, I know. It's exhausting. And it's discouraging. And it's depressing. And it's angering. And it, it uh, the blatancy of it now is what just is it? And the insulting. Supreme Court just seems to be making the situation worse. Yeah. All in the name of individual liberty. Now, now it, the Supreme Court has fallen. Yeah, right. One of the three pillars. Yeah, that's a whole other issue. We well, can now learn. let's get dramatic. Can it stand without <clears throat> one of the three pillars? Because if we know that at least, or was the Supreme Court the last of the three pillars? And now that it's collapsed, there is no safeguard anymore. Yeah. It's a matter of time now between somebody comes out, comes in and takes over the fact that the three pillars of democracy have all been knocked down. Yeah. So who gets there first? Ooh. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, you know what that sound means? It's the week in fascism. Okay. <laughs> Very blues clues. <laughs> I like you like that? Well a little long. Oh, I'm sorry. Just trimming to do. Oh, trimming. And if we're going to do it live on the air, yes. it's going to take some time. Oh, okay. Anyway, continuing with our tirade about Republicans and what they're not doing mm. to help this country, the House passed a bill last week over Republican objections, of course, that would authorize special offices within the government to investigate and monitor domestic terrorism. This was passed in the wake of the shooting in Buffalo that left 10 people dead. But now Senate Republicans are already saying they're lining up against this. So it's like, yes, the Republican Party will not support legislation aimed at domestic terrorism. Yeah, because it because domestic, most of their supporters are now domestic terrorists. It's Well, because domestic, <laughs> let's say this, overwhelmingly. Domestic terrorism, anything you would put into that sort of category is angry white men, okay? Yeah. Maybe the people who shoot each other are maybe more gangland killings or black men killing each other, okay? In this instance, yeah, and like with uh, serial killers, do you know what I mean? It's white men. I know. Like, this is angry white men. But it's like, you know, the fact that Republicans, they're supposedly the law and order party. And we've been told time and again that domestic terrorism right now is the number one threat to the country. I'm sorry, I blanked out. Domestic terrorism is angry white men. Well, that too. That's who it is. I know. And angry white men control Congress. Yeah. So they're going to take care of each other. And that's exactly what it looks like. It's it's, Good old boy? It's disgusting. Good old boy or whatever the whatever terminology it's the same thing it's all the same you're going to protect your own I know I know 
So now this is neo-Nazis protecting each other. Yep. They invaded this, the capital. Yeah, I know. What are we talking about? Oh, they did a street and that. That was just a civil disturbance. I would have brought my know? children to that. I said, I said that once Sandy Hook happened, and I said it flippantly at the time, well, if nothing happens now, nothing's ever gonna. And it's 10 years Well, later. it turns out that my flippancy was a little more, like, than I thought. All right? Whatever. I'm not taking credit for anything. But it's so obvious. Yeah. It's just so clear. We keep saying that with each like milestone mass shooting, like Las Vegas. But the discouraging thing is, it's only gonna change from the electorate, from yeah. the people. And I don't want to sound like Juan Perón, but it's that's like that's where it has to happen according to how the system is set up. Well, at this rate, then if things are not going to change, then they're not going to change. It's already too late, and that's the shame of it all. Yeah. Well, I'll be dead. So. By the time fascism takes, you know, wrapped in a flag carrying a Bible, what is it? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. All right, I'll be dead. Well, anyway, we also have some kind of good news. This is actually a follow-up on a story we talked about two weeks ago on a uh, gay Florida student named Xander Moritz. I love this kid. I love this kid and his curly hair. Yes. I he, love him. He's a class president. He was going to be speaking at his graduation. Go. But he's a <clears throat> somewhat uh, of an activist, you might say. Mm-hmm. And uh, the school basically told him that if he mentions his gay activism or anything about the don't say gay bill, don't say gay law in Florida, they would immediately shut off his microphone. And what did this faggot do? Well, he went up there and this is exactly what he said. He goes, I must discuss a very public part of my identity. Oh, it is. This characteristic has probably become the first thing you think of when you think of me as a human being. As you know, I have curly hair. While having curly hair in Florida is difficult due to the humidity, I decided to be proud of who I was and started coming to school as my authentic self. It's because of the love I've drawn from this community that I came out to my family. Now I'm happy. And that is what is at stake. There are going to be so many kids with curly hair who need a community like Pine View, and they won't have one. They, too, will try to straighten that part of themselves. We must use our share of power because of all the people who didn't use it and let this happen to all the people who couldn't. Brilliant. The straightening of the hair is... Just brilliant. Step beyond what's necessary. Yeah, yeah, just brilliant. Yeah, you see Smart why the kid. you see why the kids making speeches at graduation. Yeah, where's he going? Harvard? I don't know where he's going. I think he's school. going to Harvard. I don't know. I saw this story today. Yeah. Okay, I'm a big fan of this kid. Yeah, with, with the goofy name. He's got a goofy name. Xander Moritz. Yeah, it's a goofy name. Yep, hot though. He's cute. No, the name. Oh yes, Xander Moritz is hot. <laughs> One of those Czechoslovakian, what do you call, porn sites. Have with, you know, never mind. Yeah. Can anyway, you see that word? What? What word? Czechoslovakian. Czechoslovakian. I put the L in the wrong place. Yes, it's Czechoslovakian. Slovakian. Yes, but there is no Czechoslovakia anymore anyway. Are there, are there Czechos... There's the, there's the country of Slovakia, and okay. there's also the Czech Republic, but they are no longer Czechoslovakia. All right, so they had a divorce. Yes. That's what's going to happen here. <laughs> yes. We move on to our final topic in This Week in Fascism. Oh, God. A national survey of 4,400 adults was taken in April 20th to the 23rd and found that 68% strongly or somewhat supported sex education being taught through ages of kindergarten through 12th grade in school, with only 23% opposed. However, there was less support for the teaching of LGBTQ 
history and and the civil rights movement in the in the schools. Only forty six percent supported that idea, while thirty nine percent opposed it. So can I shorthand that? Uh huh. Don't teach. Uh, we want you to teach about the icky parts. Yes, teach about sex education, but don't teach us the history. Tell them what it's there for. Don't teach us the history of the. Uh, it's like, huh? You know what, Patrick? <laughs> I would, I would, I would be uh, like, I never expected an entire classroom to be exposed to the history of gay whatever, right? Because I was sitting in the classroom. Do I think it's, no. it's, it's it, um? But if you're teaching a class on the 1960s and the political movements that were going on during that time. Of which there were several going on. Yes. You had the anti-war movement. Yes. You had the, the black civil rights movement going on. And you had the gay civil rights movement going on. Just beginning. Just beginning in so, 69. You know? So what I'm saying is that, that it's history that needs to be taught. Yeah. But I think it's not the kind of his history that you need to be taught to get out of high school. Okay. There, are, there are certain more other elements. Basic. Uh, Patrick, let's teach them that. We that slaves existed, right? That this happened to free them. You know, let's go start really basic because this these education people in these places don't want to don't want are afraid that anything that says about race or about is uh what what was the term they used critical race critical race theory. So you you can't teach that. You can't teach anything that's going to make the little white kid uncomfortable. And that's most of American history. Well, yeah, no kidding. Let's start with getting them educated on the basic shit. Who these guys were, what they did, and then work our way up to saying, and the lesbian, or, or you know, the, uh, the the black transgender woman led the fight on Stonewall. How slow. You, that's you. That's you, though. I noticed this recently about you. What? Everything yesterday. What? I want everything. Yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So? Yeah. Is that a problem? It is a problem. <laughs> because you live amongst people, and when it doesn't happen for you, you become this crazy leprechaun lunatic. I don't know what you're talking about. So, what's next on the agenda? We now move on to our next segment. Please get the sound cue right. Please get the sound cue right. Please get the sound cue Hope right. Hope springs eternal. Please get the sound cue. like <laughs> I like to watch, Eve. <laughs> what do you mean? I like to watch. I like to watch. Yes, it's time for We Like to Watch. It's too long. It's too long. It's seven say, seconds. Him saying, I like to watch, watch. It doesn't matter. It's the pause in between them speaking. That pause is dead, dead, dead air. Oh, really? And we're doing live theater. Well, now. I'll see what we can do when we get to, get to the editing process, okay? I'll oh, see if we can I'll, shorten I'll, that little pause. I'm saying, if you just want, for you. If you don't want... Because, God forbid, there should be a pause in there. I, and I understand how many... Evidently, because God knows you never pause at all while you're speaking, do you? Evidently, Alabama, I am difficult to edit, uh, which is fantastic, and I can't wait to go home and tweet t underscore db three fifteen Twitter. Um, but um, yeah, I am def- I, I'm, I'm difficult to edit because I take pauses between. Syllables. It started with words. It became <laughs> syllables, and then it became like just dead pauses, and and I have to go through and edit that. So even Harold Pinter is rising from his grave, yeah. complaining about your pauses. Yeah, and I have my own defenses for that, and, I, and I'm not going to take the time. Good, because we're going to move on now. Yeah, but someday the truth will come out, and I'll be happy to share it. <laughs> 
In the meantime... Anyway, what have you watched recently, Tommy? Oh, what have I, you know, i got to be perfectly honest Let me guess. RuPaul? Not too, there's not been a lot of RuPaul. Oh. So I've been trying to keep up with Ozark. Okay, yeah. I know you don't watch Ozark. Yeah. Oh, I, what I realize is Ozark... I have such mixed feelings about this. Okay. What, the ending? Some of the, the dialogue and the situations are completely ridiculous. Okay. But the plotting, you know, where, where the characters are when in relation to each other and their surroundings is really, really good. Okay. But I I can't always buy the dialogue. It, uh, sometimes it just seems like they're playing a joke on us. Okay. You know, oh my God, they'll love this and we'll be able to laugh at them. Ha, ha, ha. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm so conflicted about this fucking show. So conflicted. <laughs> and I don't want to be because it's only a fucking show. I know. So, yeah, I haven't watched much. Not even too much news, really. No movies? I don't do movies. No? Very often. No, I, I don't I do not do a lot of movies. I can't stay awake for that time. Ah. Um, I have to do these podcasts, if I'm going to listen to them at all, uh, I have to do them in two night, in, in two sections anyway, even if they don't go too long. You did a, you released a two-hour fucking podcast. Well, that was a big episode. Dude. Right to the Roe v. Wade leak came out. That's crazy. Two hours. Ain't nobody going to listen to you and me for two hours. That's why May has nobody downloading. Not even <laughs> not even in Spanish town. So, anyway. Anyway. Come through, Alabama, man. Because we got to get you on board so we can, so we can rescue the rest. We got to rescue West Virginia. Right? Why? Why? Oh. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm going to check my Facebook status because I had a really great status before and I don't know who responded to it. Oh, well, uh, don't let me interrupt you. No, go ahead. So what's next? No, no, no. I'll wait. I'll wait. Let you check your Facebook status. Right, I know on. how important that is. Well, it was a good one. So let me... Because you're it. addicted to social media. Uh, well, hello. Okay, let's see. I got one like. Awesome. Fabulous. Awesome. No, that's awesome because it was offensive as fuck. Ooh, okay. And it was liked by the right person. Well, that's good to know. So go ahead. Well, at least I watched something good this What'd you? Oh, we're on watching. Yes. The Scream. Yes, I'm caught up. Go. I watched a two-part documentary on George Carlin called oh. George Carlin's American Dream. How was it? Directed by Judd Apatow. What was it on? It's excellent. What was it on? <sighs> It's got to be HBO because I haven't seen it. Maybe it was HBO Max. I think it was HBO Max. I don't have HBO Max. But look at HBO. HBO. I don't have HBO. They get me to the church. We can keep coming back to Alpha. But let me make sure that. So wait. on. Yeah, I really, I really want to see this. I heard about this. I think it, it must have been an NPR thing because it was in the car. It is excellent. It's one of the best documentaries I've seen in a while. Does somebody play? Yeah, it's George, on HBO Max. Does somebody play George Collins? No, no. It's all about him from the beginning of his career until the very end. So they use archival they use footage. archival footage. They use interviews with members of his family. Jesus, his uh, his second wife. Other people who knew him, other contemporaries, other comedians. It was fantastic. God, you got to find a way to get it to me illegally so I can see it. Because <laughs> I don't have HBO Max, HBO Plus, so oh, okay. whatever the hell it is. I don't have it. Yeah, but I'm so about George Carlin. I mean, I didn't know, like, he started as a comedy team with this other comedian named Jack Burns, who later went on to form a comedy team with Avery Schreiber and made Burns and Schreiber. Okay. 
But then eventually they broke up and Carl went off on his own then. And at first he was very, if you see like the, or they show like the early stuff like on the Tonight Show. Oh, with the suit? Yeah. The and neat haircut? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing at all like what we saw the grizzled later on, you know? Smoking a joint with a beard? Yep. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's, it's an amazing documentary. You hear all about his life, the good and the bad, you know, during the drug addiction and all the problems that that entailed. I don't think you can get through life with that sort of knowledge. He knew shit the rest of us didn't know. Or he was just so able to communicate it more than, I don't, I love, I can't. Yeah. He's one of my top three comedians. Yeah. I mean, Tim, Lenny Bruce, and Richard Pryor. They're like the holy trinity of American comedy. Well, they all stand on Lenny Bruce's shoulders. Yeah. Because really. He opened the door for there everyone. Aren't, there aren't too many comedians before Lenny Bruce went to jail. Yeah. For, for their what, job. For their acts. Right? Of course, Carlin did. I don't know if Richard Pryor ever went to jail. But George Carlin was at least the bridge between Lenny and Richard. Oh, yeah. Lenny and Edward. Yeah. Uh, Eddie. The only thing about this documentary that bugged me was when they showed, like, near the end of his life and he was still performing. But his act got really dark. It was really bad, yeah. And nihilistic. Yeah. To the point where he was basically saying... Fuck the world. I don't care anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like he just basically he it sounded like it sounded like he just like gave up on the world. Part of part of part of what made And him it just seemed like a but it seemed like a disavowal of and everything he, he had the, said before the, that. The guy who gave us the seven dirty words. Yeah. He was so or or the stuff you take on vacation. No, right? Yeah, I mean the guy who gave us those sorts of ob- observation is not the guy who died. Oh no, it's definitely not. And that's the good thing about this documentary is they show the evolution of the man and his act. It's sad that he went where he went, that he got to where he got. I think that without him, even to go back and look at that stuff, the ten deadly sins broken down to two. You don't right, need yes. ten deadly sins. You can do it in two. Yeah. You know, absolute just observations, genius, use of the language, what words mean. That's what he's best known for. <laughs> and when I'm he's- glad he's not really known for this. Yeah. End of life act that he was doing when he when he did those things those those use of language that he was really really observant and funny stuff like that makes you think if I'm going to do an observant oh, yeah. film, I gotta yeah. think how is it used when is it used who uses it yeah but at the end it was very much go fuck yourselves I'm going to die and it's and- a shame like, because I think that the contrast to that is at the beginning of this Ukraine war going on those Ukrainian soldiers who were on that island who were contacted by the Russians telling them to surrender and they said Russian go fuck commander yourself. go yeah go fuck yourself yeah. basically what was that and that's like how many guys was that? How, there was, I forget how many were there at the there, time when they, they, they did that. And they thousand. survived. There was, there, there was very few. But there's this like the absurdity of, you know, telling them that they're outgunned, outmanned and everything. And, and they stand, they tell the to Russian go fuck Navy off. to go fuck off. And what does the Russian Navy do? <laughs> well, that's a whole other issue. It fucks off. I know. Yeah. They left them alone. Yeah, eventually, yeah. But getting back to the original point of George Carlin. Oh, I love George Carlin. Like I said, I I wish he hadn't gotten that dark. Yeah. You know? You know what? Aging fucks with you, bitch. I guess it does. You know it does. Well, that I do, but I mean, I, I like to try to remain hopeful and optimistic. Okay. I don't want to go down that dark road. Well, you probably will. Because you want to remain hopeful and optimistic. Mm-hmm. George Collins spent his entire life looking up the absurdities and and contradictions yeah. and, and the poison that we do to each other or that we do to ourselves or that, that whatever it is. But he looked at the dark side. So is it a surprise he ended there? No. Is it sad? Yes. You want everybody to end up happy, 
dying holding a puppy and a sunflower. I guess it's the old saying of you look long enough into the abyss, the abyss looks back. Well, you know? I, I like to think that I outlived certain things. I outlived my ass. I outlived my red hair. I outlived my teeth. I outlived my eyes. I outlived my knees to the extent that I won't even enjoy Fire Island. I, I, you know what I mean? So I, you outlive your purpose, what you're used to, what you use. Yes. And, and he outlived his humor and just turned into bitter. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, I was my only disappointment. Otherwise, it's a great documentary. It's long. It's it's divided up in two parts two for parts, reasons. It's yeah. about it's almost four hours long okay. altogether. But George Collins deserves four it, it's, hours. Yeah, it's worth every minute of it to watch it. It really is. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Anywhere you are, go to your computer and just in the Google search, put George Collins. Go to YouTube and search for George Collins. Watch the first thing that comes up. Yeah. Doesn't right? matter what it is. Doesn't matter. God, he was so smart. Yeah, he was. So smart. Anyway, we now move on to our next segment. Q sound. Psst, people saying stupid things. And you're so stupid. Okay, good length. Was that good? It was a good sound. Of, and, uh, we need to discuss it. Okay. Yeah, we need to have a post-mortem because <laughs> should it happen before you speak or after you speak, we need to discuss it. But I like the cue. Thank you. Go ahead. Thank you. Anyway, in tonight's category of people saying stupid things, we have... Ricky Gervais on his new Netflix comedy special, yeah. Supernature. It seems Netflix now is specializing in comics who like harping on trans people because that's what Ricky Gervais did. A few minutes into his special, he launched into his first salvo. He said, oh, women. Not all women. I mean the old-fashioned ones. The old-fashioned women, the one with wounds. Those fucking dinosaurs. I love the new women. They're great, aren't they? The new ones we've been seeing lately. The one with beards and cocks. They're as good as gold. I love them. And now the old-fashioned ones say, oh, they want to use our toilets. Why shouldn't they use our t your toilets? For ladies. They are ladies. Look at their pronouns. What about this person isn't a lady? Well, his penis. Her penis, you fucking bigot. What if he rapes me? What if she rapes you, you fucking turf whore? He then went on a little bit, and then he pivoted back, and he says, you can't predict what will be offensive in the future. You don't know who the dominant mob will be. Like, the worst thing you can say today, get you canceled on Twitter, death threats, the worst thing you can say today is, women don't have penises, right? Now, no one saw that coming. You won't find a 10-year-old tweet of someone saying, women don't have penises. You know why? We didn't think we fucking had to. Where's the lie? Why is there a need to punch down on trans people? I don't think that's what that Comedians, says. yeah, it is. I don't think it is. I don't see how it isn't. Uh, because it's it, what it's indicating is... That this is... He's mocking the whole political correctness of it all. That's not how I... Oh, uh, it's exactly how I, how I read it. Okay, well, if you're interested in what I have to say, I'd love to tell you. Well, what is it? That it seems to me that he thinks it should be such a part of life that it's not given any sort of special attention. I don't think that anything there, first of all, is wrong. Nothing he said is factually wrong. And I don't think anything he said should be offensive to anybody who supports people who present differently. I don't think these comedians need to use trans people as a fucking punching bag. It's enough already, and that's what he did here. I don't Sorry, think... I disagree with okay, you on this. Okay, that's fine. I don't see how how they were used as a punching bag at all. But I I accept 
your right to see it that way. Are, are, are gay jokes offensive to you? What's the difference between a gay man and a refrigerator? A refrigerator doesn't fart when you take the meat out. Is that offensive to you? Does that bother you? Does that make you feel like less of a, just that, does but it? But we're not talking about me. We can't go by individual reactions on something like this. Okay, but we're talking about the reactions he got from his Twitter. He posted this on Twitter. No, this was not on Twitter. He did this in a comedy special on Netflix. On Netflix. Okay, so right. The original thing is Netflix is going way into the anti-trans thing. Yeah. Or the trans as a joke. Yeah. Okay. That's the fucking point. Okay. And and I'm sick of this. I'm I'm fucking sick of these comedians punching downwards. It used to be about punching upwards. Hitting the establishment, knocking the man. Now we knock the the, the the victims who are complaining about being oppressed, and we're knocking them because they are complaining about being oppressed. I I, I don't know what standard you're using. Clearly, it's your own to judge whether or not I'm not going to use yours. Well, <laughs> things would be different. Um, it depends on your standard, and you are very adamant and clear about your adamancy yes, and I am. about this, so uh, there's no sense to debating it. I'm just saying that you're very inflexible. <laughs> when it comes to something like this, yeah. yes, uh, uh, yes, it is. Actually, Patrick, come on. When it comes to most things. <laughs> no, not You're pretty things. inflexible. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. So, all right, so what's next? What's are we up to, um, what day is it? No, we were way past that. Um, <laughs> oh, people saying stupid things. That's what we and were. And it was right. All right, so we just you and me right now. So let's let's move out of here before we go. <laughs> yes, anywhere. we're going. For fuck's sake, it was like a sand trap. Oh my god! You're driving me crazy today. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm so like so watchies, like so like like. Buzzy. Oh. You know what I mean? You know when you feel like that, like every nerve in your body is just like buzzy? Yes. And you're just so hyped. I I don't I don't fucking know, Patrick. I'm I don't know. What's next? Do you have a sound effect? Yes, oh, I, I do. see it. I see Judy. Yes. Raindrops on roses, whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with string. And cute. These are a few of my favorite things. And cute. <laughs> Yes, it's time for Five Faves. And in honor of it being National Geek Day, you were asked to name your five favorite geeks. My dog ate my homework. <laughs> you lie. And everybody you lie. And I don't. I, and I, the I, fact that you would go so low uh, as to blame your dog. Okay, so let's see how this goes. Five fav my five favorite geeks. Yes. Okay. Give me a second. Cause now alcohol on board. <laughs> so So this is an alcohol induced five fave. No, it, what it's doing is it's the alcohol is interrupting me from remembering. Because during the course of the day I have thought about, oh yeah, this could be. Uh -huh. I never came to five though. This is five favorite geeks. Yes. All right. Uh, I would say Sheldon, but Sheldon's a nerd. No, Sheldon is a geek. Sheldon is a geek. Yep. He's science. He's definitely science related. He's a physicist. Okay. So Sheldon. I like Sheldon. Sheldon makes me Sheldon laugh. Sheldon Cooper from Big Bang Theory. Good choice. Sheldon makes me laugh. Yes. I like Sheldon. Okay. Good right, choice. Go ahead. My first choice, 
Stephen Hawking. Okay. The ultimate geek. <laughs> For sure. The god of geeks. In every sense of the word. Right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Definitely. I thought it was a good choice. Okay, yeah, good choice. And he's been on Big Bang Theory. Uh, of course he was. <laughs> Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert. That's my next choice. He's not a geek. He absolutely is a geek. He's a nerd. Okay, he's all into the Star Trek thing. That's I science thought, fiction. I thought you would be excited. We're talking about people this. who were actually use the sciences and or, or technology. I'm sticking. I'm sticking. I'm sticking to Colbert. <sighs> You have to accept it or just That's just a sad choice. It's give yeah. me the demerits. Yeah, you get a minus one. That's it. a nerd, not a geek. Sorry. Okay, uh, Colbert is my geek, my <laughs> second geek. Well, my next choice is Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Now, now the here, man who invented decide, Microsoft. How do you decide between Bill Gates and the Apple guy? Who, Steve Jobs? Yeah. Because I like Bill Gates. I don't like Steve Jobs. I'm going for Steve Jobs. <laughs> oh, you're going to go for Steve Jobs. I like a turtleneck and a dungaree. <laughs> You would. I would. I would, and I do, and I'd like to. I don't think much. I've ever seen you wear a turtleneck. Because I can't find any that fit anymore. <laughs> um, well, well, what are your three chins? It's no wonder. That's another thing. You know, it gets sweaty <laughs> down there. Yes, it does. I, I'm, I'm learning about how my breasts touch my stomach. Like, wow. like my tits touch my stomach separately. Sounds like, like you eat a man's ear. You no, know, that's yeah, that's exactly true. That's never happened before. Now, do I want a push up? I don't know. Do you? How much underwire do I need? <laughs> I kind of wanted to push in from the sides, but I'm afraid that that'll sort of accentuate the muffin top underneath. Okay. By being thinner than anyway, these are personal. <laughs> What's next? My next choice for favorite geek geeks. Okay. You're not going to know this one, I don't think, unless you read Bloom County. I did read Bloom County. His name was Oliver Wendell Jones. Okay. He was a little African-American child okay. who always had the computer following him around. Okay. He, he was my choice to add for one of my favorite geeks. I remember Bill the Cat. Bill the Cat, of and, course. And the Penguin. But Oliver Wendell Jones, he's famous for building an atomic bomb for a school science project using radioactive materials scraped from luminescent clocks. Okay, good for him. <laughs> he also invented a electrophotopigmentizer, a teleportation device, and a scalp tonic that cured baldness. Okay. <laughs> Not bad. No. <laughs> for no. a fictional character. For a fictional character. And it's for a second tier. Yes. Fictional character. Right? He wasn't even like a lead. No. Who's your next choice, Tommy? I don't have one. What do you, you don't have one? I had three. Oh my God, you're so sad. Those are the th actually I had two. You gave me the third. Oh yes, of course. I just spoon feed it to you. Um, you tricked it out of me. Uh, who else? Would Sondheim be a geek? No, he's a nerd. I don't know, Patrick. I don't know. <laughs> I hate to let the geeks down on this National Geek Day. Must because you're a nerd. But I really don't have... I. First of all, the definition is too hard. I don't see how. I'll tell you my next one. Tell me how. His name is Roy Hinckley. Okay, if you have to introduce it by his name is... I don't know it. Yes, so, you do know it. Let me tell you about him. Roy Hinckley. Go ahead. He, he was a Cleveland High School science teacher. He specialized in botany. He got lost in, at sea near Hawaii, but he turned up on an island where he specialized in the many uses of coconut and bamboo. So it's the professor. Yes, it's the professor from Gilligan's Island. Okay. See? See how easy that was? Yes. 
Would you like to hear my final choice for five favorite geeks? I don't have a final choice. We know you don't. So yes, let's hear number five. Actually, I like the professor because he was hot. Oh, he was asexual too. He had no interest in women except for their brains. No, that meant he was gay. <laughs> well, he didn't show any interest in, in Gilligan or the other guys on the because island. CBS had to get past censor. <laughs> but the fact that he never took any interest in Ginger or Marianne shows you that he was gay. Because they didn't have asexual then. Oh, they didn't? They had gang straight. They had Tony Randall, Jack Hugman. They didn't have... Those those gray areas like we do now. That's why we're strong. Yeah, they had spinster maid characters back then. Say it again. Spinster maid characters as women. Yes. So what do you this do is with... the spinster man. Yeah. Yeah. Gay. He was gay. <laughs> he was totally gay. That's why he was a spinster because he was gay. The professor was gay. Go ahead. He should have been banging Gilligan, but I think the skipper got there first. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And I think Gilligan wanted Marianne. Mr. Howell absolutely was after Ginger. Totally. Ginger wanted the professor. Marianne was happy with Gilligan. Okay. Marianne would have been happy with the professor. <laughs> Marianne would have been okay dealing with Mr. Howell. What about Mrs. Howell? Who does she get? She's, she, wants, she wants the professor. Oh, she does? So she gets nobody. <laughs> But she's got all her money and perfume, so she don't need nobody. Oh, so Mrs. Howell... You don't think a woman of an advanced age has some sexual yearnings? No, but I think she's... No, I think she actually does. But she's pointing it toward the professor, who is pre-established as gay, <laughs> and so it should be banging Gilligan. So if like Sartre's no exit. <laughs> now, now, Gilligan... Being who he is, yes. sniffing around, he'll fuck anything that will say sit still enough, sit still long enough for him to do it. Yes. Okay. And the captain ain't getting nothing. The skipper. What's that? Skipper ain't getting nobody. Skipper ain't getting nobody. No, no, no. no. He wants. He he'll take any of them. Okay. But he's not getting any of them. <laughs> I guess that's why they invented coconuts. <laughs> that may be. Oh my God! Would you like to hear my final choice? Four, five faves. Wasn't that your final choice? No, I haven't even given it to you yet, but you've been too busy talking about the professor. Well, the professor was hot. Yes, we know. We've already established that. Can I move on now to my final choice? I hope he was banging Gilligan. <laughs> yes, we've already discussed that too. Go ahead. My final choice is the Bug Boys from Silence of the Lambs. I can't believe you interrupted my rant about the professor for that. Yes. The Bug Boys from Silence of the Lambs. Yes, I love those guys. Oh, yeah, that's fantastic. Who Come are on. they? You don't remember the scene when Clarice has to bring the moth that she finds in the woman's throat, Dude. and she has to bring it down to the entomologist? No. Obviously not. There's a great scene, but obviously yeah. you don't remember it. Despite your clearly shaming tone, I don't feel bad about that, knowing who you the should. fucking cricket boys of uh, the... the you can't even Silence tell of the Lambs. Oh, you remember the name of the movie. Uh, Good. You know, I had to think of Easter. I had to go through Easter, <laughs> Lamb, Shut the Fuck Up With Your Back, and Got Silence of the Lambs. So, fuck you, Patrick. <laughs> Just fuck you. 145, you bothering me like this. Oh, my God. Fuck you. We now move on to our final segment of the evening. The grumpy old gay man gripe of the week. Okay, I'm a, off my lawn. I, you got it. I'm sorry. I didn't know it was coming. Play it again, please. Give me the whole intro again. 
The grumpy old gay go. Hold on, I gotta set it up. Again. All right, all right, all right. We now go into our final segment of the evening: the grumpy old gay men gripe of the week. Get off my lawn. Okay, not bad. Oh, thank you, thank you. I'm so glad you approved. Lydia, you don't care. <laughs> if you cared, you would have fixed it. It's staying anyway. So, what's your gripe of the week, or did, did your dog get your homework on that one too? No. No, I got plenty of gripes. I got the Second Amendment. I got all sorts of people who were saying we have to do something and don't do nothing. This thing with the shootings in public is my gripe of the week. This is my issue. Okay. Okay, that that's... I'm so... I'm just... I don't even know. Like, I don't know. I knew this was... I knew this was coming. Once they ignored Sandy Hook, this is the second classroom of... This is what, fourth graders? Sandy Hook was like kindergarten, first graders. Mm. This is fourth graders that... I believe, I think they're like fourth graders, yeah. 19, 19, because people want to get elected so much that they'll stick their tongue up the ass of the NRA to fund them getting elected. I I don't know, Patrick. I don't know. It's never going to change. It's not going to change. So, I don't know. I, I think as a culture, how does a culture accept this? How do a people... Except the fact that every couple of months we're going to lose a dozen or so kids, a dozen or so shoppers, a dozen or so people who went to the movies, a dozen or so people who are worshipping at their... How are we going to just accept that as part of the culture and move along and wonder if someday you or your kid is going to be one of the 20 or 40 that have to be sacrificed? This month, mm-hmm. I, I you know that because we're not. It's not going to change. They're not going to change their stance on their belief of their right, and and we're not going to grow another set of balls to stop them from doing it. So this is it, and we have to just accept that and move on. How do we? How do we do that? What do we do? Is, is do we do something special on occasion when it happens and we ring a bell? And say, oh, this is horrible, this is horrible, and we move on. And the next time, oh, this is horrible. What do we do? But we're going to have to accept it because we're not going to change it. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. I have no more tea. I have fuzzy water. You have fuzzy water? I do. Okay. Uh, That's my gripe of the week. The Second Amendment. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck. Very pretty. My gripe is a little bit more mundane than yours. It usually is. <laughs> oh, is it now? I'm grander than you. Oh, yes. I've got, yes. I, I, my entrance is from the top of the staircase. <laughs> yeah, tumbling down it. You went to from downstage left. <laughs> okay. My gripe is about the issue of police marching in their uniforms in pride parades. What's the problem? Well, it it recently came out that San Francisco recently decided that they were not going to allow police in uniform to march in the Pride Parade. Okay. So the mayor said, fine, you're going to do that. We're not going to allow any police to march in the Pride Parade. Okay. Now, this is something that happened last year as well. The New York City Pride Parade prohibited police who were marching in the parade from wearing their uniforms. Hold on. Isn't the whole New York City Pride Parade all about AOH, the ancient order of Hiberians? What the fuck are you talking about? Never mind. Chloe, never mind. What do the ancient order of Hibernians have to do with what we're talking about? St. Patrick's Day Parade. We're not talking about the St. Patrick's Day Parade. We're talking but, about the Pride Parade. Okay, you look angry. 
Well, you, well, yeah, because you're totally on a different topic. It's like, what the fuck? Okay, so the gay pride parade, we're not allowed to have cops marching in the gay pride parade. In New York City and now in San Francisco. Now, can the gays dress up as cops as they normally do for the gay pride parade? You know, the pants too tight, the shirt open, the, the collar. What do you mean? The gays marching. Yes. Can they march in costume as cops? How many gays do you know march in costume as cops? Okay. I'm not, because it becomes a very, like, backroom sexual thing. We're not... That's a whole different kind of costume. It doesn't have to look like a cop. It looks more like a gay stormtrooper. Yeah. That's a whole different uniform, okay? We're talking about police being able to march in the Pride Parade with their uniforms. And people are saying they're not allowed. And they're saying, no, we're not allowing it. Who's saying that? Their bosses? The Pride Parades are saying this. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I don't like that. Exactly. It's like, I remember oh, when... I got that one right. I remember when the Long Island Pride Parade first started, it was an issue about cops being allowed to march in the Pride Parade with their uniforms on. They should totally... That was an issue back then. The uniforms are hot. Exactly. And then eventually they were allowed to march in their uniforms. On Long Island. Yeah. Now, I don't know what the issue... I don't know what the status is on Long Island concerning that. I haven't read anything So what's the problem? Is it that... Is it that they're marching in the uniform? Are they marching behind the banner? Hey, we're gay cops. Yeah, and they, I guess they're saying, yeah, you can't march in your uniform. Well, I don't like that. Yeah, not at all. I, I totally disagree with that. And it's not the city that. saying that. No, this is the parade saying The pride saying parade that. is saying you can't march behind a thing that says we're gay cops. Yeah. That's well, I'm not sure if they're saying they can't march in the parade. They're saying they can't, can't march wear their in their uniform. That's fucked up. I don't like it. I know. Pointless. It's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's pointless. Like, you know, we've been making such strides... In trying to work with the police, and yes, I understand the current hostility towards the police, but the Pride Parade is about celebrating all queer people, and that includes gay cops. Yeah. And if they want to wear their uniform in the parade, let them wear their uniform. Isn't there a gay officers unit, like a like a gay New York City cop officers, gamma gay New York City? I th it's not new. You know, this thing of them marching in uniform is part of, this is my... No, but this thing of telling them that they can't march in uniform, that's new. I don't like it. Like I said, I, I understand like the hostility towards the police. This is not the way to handle it. No. No, you're going to have hostility toward drag queens, but they're still going to march in the fucking parade. Right. Let the cops march in the parade. I know. If, in if, their uniforms. What if, they, like a sailor, what if, you know, like the SS Arizona is in town and the, the gay sailors are, oh, well, what if there's like a, ah, Patrick, I'm tired. I'm tired. It's just so exhausting. <laughs> and then we're just going to shoot each other anyway. What are you talking about? I don't know. Jesus Christ, Tommy. I'm trying to trying i told you going in this is not a good day for me okay so don't act like that every day is not a good day for you when you come in here oh. you always gotta i'm cranky i'm tired i'm this see i'm getting it <laughs> jesus christ um uh what i'm saying i forgot what i was saying see you went from the police in the pride parade to people shooting each other yeah yeah so don't tell me how you got to that one how did we get there i don't know huh. all i know is we are now at the finale of our show. Thank God. I think we never deflated. get here. Look at you. Jesus Christ, you fucking exhaust me. Look at you. Usually oh that's me. God. So what are we up to? 
The end. We're at the end. Okay. We can say goodbye. Bye, we, If you're on Long Island, you're not doing anything on Saturday, come see the play. I'm in over at Baca. Proceeds are going to Voice for Children, supporting the children of Ukraine. Yeah, they need help. Yes, they do. They need help. Those people need help. Yep. And you can follow us on our Facebook and, and Twitter pages. Feel that Ukraine is like kicking Russia's ass. Yes, it's great. Like they're, they're pushing them back. Yes, they are. That's fucking awesome. I love shit like that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, it is. Why don't we talk about that? Because it's the end of the show now. Oh, because an 18-year-old shot 21 people in a fucking fourth-grade classroom. Yes. We didn't have time to talk about how fucking awesome Ukraine is doing against Russia. Yes. I understand. Okay. All right. Continue. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I keep interrupting you. Anyway. Uh, but I've had you seen me eat all the donuts. Oh like, I'm God. on a sugar oh, high Jesus now, too. Christ. The Let G- me just end the show, please. Why are you talking to Jesus? He ain't going to help you. Oh, my God. Jesus is busy. You can follow us on our website, www.grumpyoldgameandtheirdogs.com, where you can find all our podcast episodes, as well as our bonus material. And I also recently posted pictures of our dogs up there, so you can check them out as well. That's all I've got to say. I'm done. Bye, bitches. Bye, <laughs> bitches.